0: This podcast is presented to you by Pastor Randy Han and Celebration Church in Fresno, California. For more information, please visit celebrationchurch.cc. Well, welcome to week one of more news, more news. This whole series is is based upon the importance of your, your thoughts, the way you think. Have you ever slowed down long enough to just think about what you're thinking about? Hmm, that's some help right there. We could dismiss and go home and that would help you the rest of your life. That If you would just stop and slow down long enough to think about what you're thinking about. To ask yourself the question, why do I think the way that I think? Uh, It's a great question. To ask yourself, because, and I want, I want you to get this thought because you're going to hear this over and over throughout this series. Um, what you think matters more than you think. What you think matters more than you think. Now, it's already really quiet over here in Clovis. I know they're a little bit more noisy in Fresno and Madeira. Uh, but I really like response. I like that. I like people to act like they're having a good time, even if they're not having a good time. And and the more you act like you're having a good time, the earlier we'll let you out and unlock the doors. And uh, I mean, if nothing else, you got free coffee, right? Come on. You ought to be excited about something coming to church. And today's a very foundational uh, teaching. Uh, In the weeks ahead, we're going to get into the nuts and bolts. But but, but you need to know that what you think matters more than you think. Every day, you're being told what to think. We live in a society where we are bombarded by more and more news, by more and more information, by more and more knowledge. Just a side note, you know, in the book of Daniel, it speaks about the day that we actually live And the Bible says that in the last days, that knowledge and information would increase. (laughs) That's exciting. That That means it's getting closer to Jesus's soon return. The Bible says when you see that knowledge and information is increasing, increasing, it is a sign of the last days. Information and news and knowledge, it's constantly streaming into our ears. It's it's, it's at our fingertips, isn't it? It's carried in the palm of our hands. Society and culture and media is constantly telling you what to think. So why do you think the way you think? What, what news is it that has formed your thinking? Is it Trump's tweets? Is it the intellectual news? Is it the cultural news, is it the media news, is it the political news, is it the opinionated news of people you hang out with, or is it God's news, God's information, God's thoughts, and God's promises. My hope in this series over the next few weeks is that, again, you will begin to think about what you're thinking about, why? Because what you think matters more than you think. I know, I know we think that our actions and, and our decisions are, are, are more important, but you need to hear me. What you think impacts you more than you think. Proverbs 4.23 says this, carefully guard your thoughts because they are the source of true life. Not, not your job, not, not that new marriage, not that retirement. But What's the source of true life is your, is your thoughts. The last few weeks, uh, we, are, we, we were in a series about the importance of our words. My wife actually taught three weekends in a row. She's so sexy, I'm telling you. Uh, three weeks in a row. That's like, that's a, that's like a miracle. In the history of this church, 24 years, she's never taught two weekends in a row on a Sunday. So to have her for three weekends is just absolutely, absolutely wonderful. And she taught us the importance of our, our words. We learned that our words uh, are what navigate our life. And I know that's helping so many, so many people. But this is what you need to, to know. You can't talk right if you don't think right. You can't talk right. We know that the way we talk navigates our life, but you can't talk right if you're not thinking right. You know, Luke 6.44 tells us what you say actually comes from your thoughts. I like this quote. It says, "'Watch your thoughts. They become your words.'" Watch your words, they become your actions. Watch your actions, they become your habits. Watch your habits, they become your character. Watch your character, catch this, for it becomes your destiny. That was worth coming for right there. Now you know why you're, where you're at. You, now you know why, why your life is, is where it's at. You see, your thoughts become your words. Your words become your actions. Your actions become your habits. Your habits become your character and your character becomes your destiny. So if you want your destiny to be right and if you want your character to be right, if you want your habits to be right, if you want your actions to be right, if you want your words to be right, then you've got to have right thoughts. What you think matters more than what you think. Man, we need to hear this today. This is good news. This is helpful stuff. You're going to be able to go out this week and apply this to your life and change your life. I want to give you this morning or this afternoon three foundational truths about your thoughts. Thoughts, as we just lay the foundation, and then in the weeks ahead, we're going to really deal with the nuts and bolts of this teaching. Here, here's the first truth about your thoughts. Your life follows your thoughts. Your life follows your, your thoughts. Here, here's another quote I like. Our, you are today where your thoughts have brought you. You will be tomorrow where your thoughts take you. you see, your thoughts are like an airplane. They are designed to take you somewhere. Did you know if you get on that plane, if you board that plane, you're going there? And here's what you need to understand. If, if, if you board those thoughts, if you embrace your thoughts, you're going to end up there. I recently read about a, a, a woman that, that was trying to go to Kansas, but she got on a plane that actually took her, I think it was to Florida. She didn't even know she was in Florida. She got out of the plane, walked through the terminal, went to the car rental place, and she said, I have reservations. They tried to find her reservations, and they couldn't find her anywhere in their reservations. And so they begin to talk about it, and they realized that she was at the wrong destination. She's in Florida, but she thought she was in Kansas. And she says, well, I don't want to be here, in which they said you should have never boarded that plane. Yeah, but I don't like my life. You should have never boarded those thoughts. Yeah, but my life sucks, but you got on the plane. Hello. Come on, that's a good place just to cheer, clap. Come on, we're working on getting out of here earlier, right? Huh? Your life, it's, it's, it's a biblical truth, whether you like it or not, the life you have, you got there because you were thinking those kinds of thoughts. That's what the Bible teaches us. In fact, in Proverbs 23, 7, notice what it says here. It says, as you think in your heart, so are you. As you think in your heart, so are you. The, the King James Version says it this way, as a man thinketh in his heart, so he stinks. Well, I kind of added that part just to try to get you involved this, this today. But it is true, as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. It's going to be for you the way you think, whether you like it or not. It's just a spiritual law. Proverbs 4.23 says, be careful how you think, your life is, notice this, shaped by your thoughts. Really? Could that be true? According to the word of God, your life is being shaped by the way you think. The English version of that same verse says, above all, be careful what you think because your thoughts control your life. Wow. Wow. You see, your life follows your thoughts. Your life is moving in the direction of your thoughts. So here's, here's a great question to ask ourselves today. Are you excited about the direction that your thoughts are taking you? Wow, because your thoughts are either, either taking you closer to God and His will and His purpose and his blessings or your thoughts are taking you further away from God. I, I had to think about that in my life, especially the last few years. Was just, I was just kind of struggling with some areas of my life and and be honest with you, I didn't like it. I didn't, I didn't like who I was becoming. And I'd heard, heard a similar question uh, uh, presented to me and I actually wrote it on a sticky note. I have it in all my my Bibles, things that are really important to me. I put it in my Bible so I can see it every day. Um, some of you might want to make your own sticky note of this and put it on your refrigerator or your steering wheel or somewhere that you're going to see it every day. And here, here was the question, do you like what you're becoming? Do you like what you're becoming? And I had to, I had to be honest with myself because there was things in my life that, that, that I really didn't like about my my life. I didn't I didn't like the, the discouragement that I uh, that, that I was allowing to run my life. I didn't like the frustration that I was living with every day. You see, if if you you live in frustration, it's because you've been you've been you've been embracing thoughts of frustration. If you're living in discouragement, it's because you've been feeding on thoughts of negativity and things that are discouraging. You see, you need to ask yourself the question, are you excited about the direction that your thoughts are taking you? Because the good news is you don't have to board that plane. You don't have to go to that destination. Come on, you can change. You can change the way you think because your life follows your thoughts. Here's the second thing about thoughts. Changing your thoughts... Can change your life. Changing your thoughts can change your life. Well, we know that's true, right? Huh? Changing your thoughts can change your life. I remember when the internet came out in the 90s, early 90s, or when I remembered it came out. And and I resisted it. I didn't want anything to do with technology. My way of study is I had a hundred thousand books and I'd pull them all out on my, my table and, and, and I would, I would search out the Greek and the Hebrew and the theology and I'd read and I would fight and I would, I would spend hours upon hours just digging through materials and books for preparations of what I, I even do today. And I resisted the technology until one day I changed my mind and I began to use what they call a Bible program. And I was amazed how using a Bible program literally changed my life. It takes me a quarter of the study time now that I used to have because things are at your fingertips instead of having to research and search and look and look. I'm telling you, thoughts can change your life. I remember in my late 20s being frustrated Married with three kids, realizing man i'm going, i'm going nowhere in life and, and 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 I changed my my thoughts again, I changed my mind, I said, I need to go back to school and I need to resource my life and so so we moved clear across the country, went back to school at the age of twenty eight went back to college at the age of twenty eight with kids and a, and a family and i'm here to tell you that that decision, that, that, that change, that, that thought changed my life. I'm doing what I'm doing today because I changed my thought. I changed what I was thinking. How are you going to know God's will for your life? Romans 12, 2, don't copy the behavior and customs of this world, but let God transform you into a new person. How? By changing the way you think. Hear it again. Changing your thoughts can change your life. Notice, then you will learn to know God's will For you, which is good and pleasing and perfect again. How are you going to know God's will for your life? How are you going to have God's will for your life? How are you going to have God's will for your relationships and your marriage and for raising your kids? How are you going to have God's will for your health and healing and for your business and for your career and for the provision? How are you going to find God's plan for your life? How is it all going to happen? in your life, hear me, God transforms your life. God changes your life when you change the way you think. If you'll change the way you think, God will transform your life. The Bible says if you want a God-changed life, you have to change the way you think. Hear me, change doesn't happen by commitment. Change doesn't happen by discipline. Change doesn't happen by willpower. Now, I'm getting ready to really shock some of you. Change doesn't happen by prayer. Change doesn't happen by fasting. Change doesn't happen by a sudden miracle in your life. Those all assist change, but transformation and change is the result of a new way of thinking. Again, I want you to... Again, I want you to see it again. Romans 12, 2. Put it back on the screens. It says, don't copy the behavior and customs. Don't think like the world thinks, but let God transform you. Notice that God is the one that will change you. But for God to change you into the new person, you do it by what? By changing the way you think. If you don't change the way you think, God can't transform your life. Changing your thoughts can change your Which means, which means, if you can get a new thought, you can have a new life. Wow. Some of us have been on birth control so long, we haven't had a thought in years. Come on, we can get a new thought. We can have a new life. Come on, there's thoughts for your marriage. There's thoughts for your finances. Come on, there's thoughts for your relationships. If we can get a new thought, a new way of thinking, we can have a new life. Why? Because changing your thoughts can change your life. Here's the third truth. To have the life of God, you have to have the thoughts of God. Very important. To have the life of God, you have to have the thoughts of God. In other words, if you want God's ways... If you want God's promises, if you want God's blessings on your life, then you must get God's thoughts. We see this truth in the book of Isaiah 55 and 8. Notice what it says here. The Lord says, so God is talking here. He says, my thoughts are not your thoughts. Some of you, that's a shocker right there. Listen, God just doesn't think the way we think. God says, my thoughts are not your thoughts. Your ways are not my ways. So, so I think this is an important truth here at all of our, our campuses. We need to understand here that, that there's a progression. Notice it again. We've been talking about it all, all, all day. Notice the progression. First thoughts, then ways. Why? Because your thoughts always determine your ways. God says my thoughts are not your thoughts and, and, and your ways are not my ways. And he goes on to say, just as the heaven is higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways and my thoughts higher than your thoughts. We got to understand this. We don't wake up thinking like God thinks. We, 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 we don't naturally just, just think like God. It doesn't happen. In other words, automatically God thinks at a higher Way. Now that word "higher" doesn't mean different; it means better. God, does, God doesn't think differently than us. God thinks correctly. God thinks better. God thinks right. Are you with me? And, and, and God says, as, "As the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts higher than your ways." God has higher thoughts, which will lead you to higher ways. God has a higher life. He has a way that your finances can go higher. He has a way for your health to go higher. He has a way for your marriage, your relationships to go higher. And hear it again. You don't wake up naturally thinking like God thinks. So he has to show up in scriptures and remind you, hey, 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 we don't think alike. I don't think like you think. My ways are not your ways. So we understand this is an important point. If you want God's ways, then you must get God's thoughts. That's the reason why God's telling us. He says the reason why you don't have my ways is you're not thinking my thoughts. But if you get my thoughts, you can have my ways because you're not thinking them. So, so, so that brings us to the place, well, how in the world can we get God's thoughts? So that we can have God's ways. And God's ways are the higher way. It's the blessing. It's the provision. It's what he's promised in our life. That's how we get what we get. When we get it, we get it through God's thoughts. But how in the world do we get God's thoughts? I'm glad you asked that question because Jesus, the word of God, God Almighty answers it in the very next verse. Notice verse 10. Rain and snow fall from the sky. And don't return without watering the ground. They, they they cause the plants to sprout and grow, making seeds for the farmer and bread for the people. Now catch this. The same, the same, the same is true of the words I speak. This is God talking here. This is God speaking to you. The same is true of the words I speak. So God says the same way that the rain and the snow produces results is the same way my words... Produce results. They will work. When I speak what I speak, my words, they'll produce results in your life. Why? Because God's, God's words are God's thoughts, which gives you His, His ways. And He goes on to say, we'll read it again, verse 11. The same thing is true of the words I speak. Now notice, they will not return to me empty. They make the things happen. They make the things happen. They make the things. What makes the things happen? God's word makes the things happen. God's words are God's thoughts, which brings you into God's way. He says, they make the things happen that I want to happen, and they succeed in doing what I sent them to do. Let's see if I can help us to see what God is saying here. Here's the main point of all These verses, God starts out off by saying, You know what, guys? We we just don't we're not on the same page. My 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 thoughts are different than your thoughts, and my ways are different than your ways. But 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 here's what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna give you my my words. And if you get my words, you're gonna get my my thoughts. And if you get my thoughts, then you're gonna get my my ways, and my ways are blessing, and my ways are healing, my ways are breakthrough, and my ways are peace, my ways are joy. And this is all how it's going to happen. All you got to do is you just got to get my my words, because when you get my words, you're going to get my my thoughts, and when you get my thoughts, then you're going to get my ways. And so some of you are saying, well, how in the world do I get God's thoughts? It's called the Bible, the B-I-B-L-E. It's 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 66 books of God's thoughts. And when's the last time you opened it up? Or or for many of you, turned it on and looked at it. Huh? Here we have been given God's words, which are God's thoughts, some 800,000 words in this Bible, and every one of them is God's thoughts that if you'll get them in your thinking, it'll give you God's ways. Wow. That's a good place to just shout. It's a good place to celebrate. It's a good way to get excited. Come on. Is anybody excited about the Word of God? That's the reason why we encourage you to at least read a chapter every day because you're getting more and more news, and you're wondering why your life is ending up The way it's ending up, it could be because you're just focused on the wrong news, the wrong information, and you're living at a lower way of living. You've never experienced a higher way of living because you're not diligent to get God's words so you can have God's thoughts, so that you can have God's ways, which is a higher way of living. Come on. It's a higher marriage. It's higher finances. It's higher provision. God's thoughts are right there in the Word of God, waiting for you to open it up and change the way you think. Isn't that interesting? Isn't that crazy? Because if we think about it, for so many of us, we don't spend much time opening it up. And read well, Why wouldn't we if we're Christ followers and, 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 and in this book is the promises that we so desperately need. What, what's going on? Why don't we spend more time in the Word, hearing God's Word so we can hear His thoughts so we can get His ways? What is going on? It's called the battleground. This is, this is, this is where the real battle of life is. I need you to hear this very important part of this whole teaching today. You see, you have an enemy. And your enemy doesn't want you to have God's thoughts because he knows that if you ever get God's thoughts, then you're going to have God's way. And the devil doesn't want you to have a great life. And the devil doesn't want you to have a great marriage. And the devil doesn't want you to have great relationships. And he doesn't want you to have health and healing. And he doesn't want you to have great finances. No, the enemy, the Bible says, has come to steal, kill, and to destroy. And we thought he was just going to show up with a cape and a pitchfork and a, a tail. And say, like, aha, I'm the devil. And he doesn't show up that way. He just shows up with deception to keep you so busy hearing the wrong news that you ain't got time to hear the good news, the right news, to hear God's news, to hear God's thoughts so that you can have God's way. He wants to steal. He wants to kill. He wants to destroy. The way he does this is by bombarding your mind with more and more News, more and more information, more and more thoughts, throwing thought bombs at you constantly. That is in opposition to God's thoughts and God's ways. You know, all you have to do is start in the book of Genesis, and we see this battle, we see this war going on. In Genesis chapter 2, you're familiar with it. In verse 15, it says, Then the Lord God placed the man. This is the creation of man. God is placing them now in the garden. He placed the man in the garden of Eden to cultivate it and to guard it. And he said to him, you may eat the fruit of any tree in the garden except, notice, the tree that gives knowledge of what is good and what is bad. You must not eat the fruit of the tree. If you do, notice, you will die the same day. Now, when the Bible says you're going to die here, it's not talking about a physical death. But this would be a spiritual death, that if Adam and Eve ate of the tree, that it would spiritually cause them to be separated from a God that loved them and created them. So God creates man, and he puts them in the garden, and he he creates this beautiful garden with thousands upon thousands of trees. And he says, you can eat of any tree, but there is one tree that you cannot eat of. And notice what that tree is called. It's t- called the, the tree of knowledge of good. The tree of the knowledge of good and evil. It's 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 the tree of knowledge. Some of you have got so caught up that it must have been an apple tree. No, it's a knowledge tree. The Bible says what kind of tree that was. It, it, it's, it's a Google tree. It's the evening news tree. It's the tweet tree. Hello, somebody. It's 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 the tree of knowledge and It has the knowledge of good and evil. So God says, I don't want you to touch that tree. I want you to stay away from that tree. Verse 1 of chapter 3, we pick up the story. Now the serpent was more subtle and crafty than any living creature of the field which the Lord God made. And he, Satan, said to the woman, catch it, Can it really be? Notice Satan shows up on the scene. This is where the battle of life is. God says something. God gives you his thoughts so that you can have his way. And instantly the enemy starts throwing more thoughts at you. Can it really be that God has said, you shall not eat from every tree of the garden? Notice what he goes on to say down in verse 4. You won't die. What is the enemy doing here? More and more news, more and more information. He's giving you more thoughts. He's attacking your life with thoughts. You won't die, the serpent replied to the woman. God knows that your eyes will be open as soon as you, as you eat it, and you will be like God, knowing both good and evil. This is how the enemy destroys our life. He doesn't show up and stick you with the pitchfork. He shows up with a thought, a thought that opposes and is contrary to God's thoughts because he does not want you to have God's ways. And if he can give you a new thought, a different thought, he knows that he can send your life down a different road. Now, I want you to notice here that that the Bible says here that... that, uh, Verse 5 says, God knows that your eyes will be open as soon as you eat it, and you'll be like God, knowing both good and evil. It wasn't that God did not want them to know the difference between good and evil. God just wanted to be the source of that information. He didn't want Google to be the source. He didn't want the tweets to be, God would have taught his man, God would have taught his, his woman. The difference between good and evil. God's not trying to keep anything from you. He just doesn't want you to get your information from another source. Because He knows. He knows that thoughts will move you in the direction. Either towards Him or away from Him. And this is where the battle lies. It lies right up here in your head. Your thought life. Verse 9 of chapter 3 goes on to say, well, we know the story, right? They, they ate, right? Somehow, somehow they bought the lie. Somehow they said, they, 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 they liked the post. They said, yeah, we'll, we'll do that. So they ate the fruit. They ate of that knowledge. And all of a sudden, things begin to happen. Verse 9, then the Lord called the man, where, where are you? Adam, Eve, where are you? He replied, I, I heard you walking in the garden. God, so I hid myself. I hid. I was afraid because I was I was butt naked, God. Hmm. Who told you that, Adam? Who, who told you you were naked? Verse 11. The Lord God asked, Have you eaten from the tree whose fruit I commanded you not to eat? Now listen. When, when they chose to eat from that tree, what they were doing is they were choosing a way of thinking that wasn't from God. They, they chose thoughts that were contrary to God's instructions. And, and because of that, those thoughts are moving them. Now, now they're fearful. They're, they're naked. They're vulnerable. They're, 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 they're hiding. You see, the wrong news, the wrong information, those wrong thoughts have now opened up the door to all kinds of chaos and evil into their life. In fact, it not only affected Adam and Eve, it has affected every human person on the planet Earth. It all started with the first man and the first woman entertaining a thought. So now God shows up. And he's looking. He's looking for Adam. And Adam says, God, we're over here. We're we're hiding in the bushes because we're naked. We're we're, we're fearful. We're afraid. Catch it. About ready to wrap this up. But catch this. this This is the point of the day. And God says, and God says to Adam, who told you that? In other words, Adam, where did you get that thought? Wow. Here's my point today. We need to know where our thoughts come from. We need to know, did that thought come from, from God or did that thought come from the world? That, that's how we're going to win. You've got to know where your thoughts are coming from. The way you think matters more than what you think. Adam, who told you that? Who, who, who told you that you have to be afraid? Who, who told you that you had to be fearful? Who, who told you that you had to spend the rest of your life worried and stressed and angry? Who, who told you that you had to be discouraged? Did you eat of that tree? Did, did you entertain the, the wrong thought? Who told you that you had to be poor? Where would you get that information from? Who told you that you had to be sick? Who told you that you had to be weak? Who told you that you had to be addicted for the rest of your life? Where, where did you hear that? Where did you get that information? Well, well my brother or my, or my sister or, or that guy. But that's not what the Bible says. That's not what God's Word says. Who? Come on, shout it out loud. Say it with me. Who told you that? Come on, say it again. Who told you that? At all of our campuses, out loud. Ready? Who told you that? That should be the question you ask yourself every day of your life. Who told me that? Who told you that you couldn't live without those drugs? Who told you that you could never live without that porn. It's a lie. You can be free. You can be free today. Who, who told you that? Who told you that, that you couldn't live your life without that bad, wrong relationship? Who told you? Who told you that sleeping around, having sex outside of marriage would make you better, would make your life? Who, who in the heck told you that? Really? You, you thought just having sex with everything that moves would bring you happiness, and now you've had sex with everything that moves, and you're still miserable, you've got a sucky life. Where did you get that information? Because if, if you went to the Bible, you'd find out you've got to have commitment, got to have a job, got to have a ring. And it's in those boundaries that God says, now, sex is good, sex is fun sex is enjoyment God created sex but not for you to have sex with everything that moves who told you that that would bring you that's not going to bring you happiness it'll only bring you happiness when those thoughts are God's thoughts when you're doing it the way God says to do it some of you are blushing over here in Clovis nervous over there in Fresno don't know where he's going with this Somebody needs to tell you, we need to ask ourselves the question, who told me that? Who told you that gossip and envy and jealousy and bitterness is just a part of life? No, it isn't. You don't have to be jealous. You don't have to be envious. You don't have to be bitter and mean. No, that's not God's ways. Now, who told you that lying is no big deal, that stealing and being deceptive is just part of life. Who, who told you that, junk? Where where have you been getting your information? Hey, have you been eating of that tree too? Who told you that church really isn't that important? Huh? Who told you that you don't need to be here You know when the doors are open? Who, who told you that? Did, did you get that from, from here or did you just kinda get that from culture? really, really loud over here in Clovis. Got a lot of shouting, a lot of How about there, friends? Are we all okay in Madeira? Who, who told you that serving isn't necessary? Huh? Who told you that not being involved is, is okay? Uh-oh, I'm where you're living. Who, who told you that giving is just the pastor's idea? I mean, we all know he 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 takes the money anyhow, right? He he steals the money, right? That's what they tell us, right? All those pastors want is your money, and so we use it for a lame excuse not to give anything. Because the truth of the matter, we don't want to give anything; we just want an excuse that justifies our funky mindset. Who told you that? I'm almost done. Did you get that thought from God or did you get that thought from the world? Did you eat of the wrong tree? Have you been feeding on the tree that feeds you, feeds you with lies and negativity and doubt and fear? Man, this is something that really broke my heart recently. I came across some research that revealed some of the most common thoughts that people that people struggle with internally every day of their life i didn't bring them all in but but this is what people struggle with here's a few of them just to give you a sample and most of these for most of us this is this is what we think this is what we struggle with here here here's the list somebody said i'm i'm so it's not just somebody, I think so many. I'm so stupid. I'm so stupid. Who told you that? I'm, I'm so ugly. Who, who told you that? I'm fat. Really? Who told you that? I'm not good enough. Somebody said I, I'm not worth fighting for. Wow, who lied to you? Man, have you been eating of that tree again? Come on you gotta you gotta stay off that 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 computer you you be, you're hearing lies about yourself somebody said i'll never get this right i'm i'm such a failure somebody else says i think so many of us in this room me included, i i've been there i'm such a i'm such a so that's not god's talk that's not the way god thinks about you but but yet daily we struggle i'm such a failure and and we need to ask ourselves brandy we need to ask ourselves, "Where did we get that thought?" I here's another one that says, i never had, I'll never have enough money. I'll always be broke." Yeah, thoughts we struggle with every day. I'm not a good spouse because my spouse left me. They're believing a lie. Who who told you that? I'm a failure as a parent. Most of those parents in these in these rooms at all of our campuses, we feel like that. Man, we didn't do it right. We didn't get it right. I feel like a failure. But who told you that you're not a failure? That's You won't find that in the Bible. There's, there's no chapter and verse that says, you are a failure as a parent. It's not in there. So many moms, we hear it all the time. I'm I'm a bad mom. That's not found in the Bible. Where, where did you get that? Have you been eaten? Hello? Have you been eaten of that tree? Again? I'll never be in a meaningful relationship. I'm not good enough. I'm not thin enough. I'm not pretty enough. Does that break your heart? I mean, we think about that, but the truth of the matter is we all struggle with these kinds of things every day. One person said, my sexual sins will never go away. Where's that? You can't find chapter and verse for that. No, you can be delivered. You can be set free. It can all be removed right now, today. God can make you a brand new, oh, come on. Somebody said, Jesus could never love me. Not in the Bible. It's not there. This, This one broke my heart. It's the last one I'll say. I will die alone and no one will ever love me. Wow. So many people live right there, isolated from the plan and the promise and the purpose of an almighty God that has great things for them because they've been eating from the wrong tree. They're entertaining wrong thoughts and those thoughts are now moving them away. God, you need to change what you think about you. You need to think about what God thinks about you, because what God thinks about you is radically different than what you think about you. (laughs) Did you hear me? Come on. Come on. Somebody ought to shout. Somebody ought to clap their hands. Okay. okay, I want to say that again I'm, I'm right there we're, we're landing this plane right now come on we're, we're almost done we're almost out of here just one more tooth to pull and we'll be done uh, the way God thinks about you is radically different than the way you think about you here's how God thinks about you Jeremiah 29 11, for I know the thoughts God says I know the thoughts that I think toward you says the Lord thoughts of peace Wow. Plans to prosper you, not to harm you. I have plans to give you a future filled with hope. God doesn't look at you and say, he doesn't say you, you're such a mess. You're such a disaster. You're so pitiful. You suck. No, God says, because I know the plan. I know the thoughts that I think. I have great thoughts that I think toward you. And they're all thoughts to prosper you and to enable you to succeed so my hope today is that you would begin hear it to think about what you're thinking about that's my hope that's that's why we started this first lesson today because what you think matters more than you think would you stand here in Clovis Madeira Over there in Fresno, everybody stand to their feet. Nobody leaving us. We're going to just take a moment. We're going to pray, and then we're going to get you out of our our building here so you can go and do your thing. Come on, has this helped anybody today in any of our cast? This is just just the foundation. We're just getting started. The weeks ahead, I believe we're going to have some practical how-tos of how we can really do this. This thing called renewing the mind. Because this is what we know, church. This is what we know. Your life follows your thoughts. Changing your thoughts can change your life. And to have the life of God, you have to have the thoughts of God. God, I pray for these and all of our campuses. God, that you would help us today to hear what you are saying, God, that today begins a brand new chapter in our lives. The enemy's exposed, his, his weaponry is being exposed, and the Father, the truth that's been declared in this place today at all of our campuses, the Father, we will begin to take it to heart and put it into practice. God, thank you for giving us your words so that we can have your thoughts, so that we can have a higher way of living. And Father, I take authority over all the wrong news, over all the bad news, over all the negative news and information. God, that stuff that we've been feeding on that has caused us to feel and to and to move in the direction that we've moved. And God, I take authority over all those lies in our lives. And I declare that this is the moment that people are set free from the chains and the bondage that those words have brought them. God, words that came into their life as a child. God, words that were said by another another person. God, we take authority and we ask God for your healing power to go deep, on the, deep into the psyche and heart of your people, to uproot, God, the lies and the, and the wrong news, the bad news, the wrong information. And Father, today we open our heart to what you've declared about us, that, that you've, you've forgiven us and that you love us and that you've made us righteous, and that you've given us your mercy, and you've given us your grace, and that you heal our bodies, and you give provision for our lives, and that you put blessings upon our homes and upon our families. God, we, 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 we grab a hold of those thoughts and that way of thinking, that we are a blessed people. God, we are the head and not the tail, above only, and not beneath, and everything we set our hands to do, it's going to prosper, that this is going to be a great week for us. That we're more than conquerors through Christ Jesus who strengthens us. That greater is he that's in us than he that's in this world. If God be for us, who can be against us? That God will fight our battles for us. We won't be depressed. We won't be oppressed. We won't be frustrated. We declare the peace of God over the souls of men and women at all of our campuses, at all of our locations. Jesus' name. I'm going to ask you just to continue to stay in a place of reverence and respect at all of our campuses. Please, nobody leaving. I'm going to do one last thing, and then the campus pastors are going to come back. Man, I, I I've gone a little longer than what I thought, what I was supposed to. They'll probably fire me now. But man, I have felt God in this service. I felt like God's been doing some surgery in the hearts of people. But I believe that there's some here in Clovis and. Personal, Madeira that you're not right with God. And I'm going to give you an opportunity to do that because your thoughts can't even change until your spirit, man, changes. And the first step is just to surrender your life to God. The Bible says, all that call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. That if you believe in your heart, confess with your mouth, the Lord Jesus, you shall be saved. If you're here in Clovis, there in Madeira, Or Fresno, you have no relationship with God. Or you might say, you know, I've had a relationship with God, but I'm in a backslidden condition, and I need need to come back to God. I'm, I'm done. I'm tired. I'm weary. I'm done running from God. If that's you, on any of those two invitations at any of our campuses, you say, man, I just, I'm here to get, I don't even know why I'm here. I'll tell you why you're here. Because God's love wants to change your life, and He'll do it if you open up your heart. If you're here in Clovis there, Fresno, Madeira, if that's you, would you just lift your hand and say, I need to get right with God. I need to receive Jesus. Come on, hands are going up all over this place. Oh, that's awesome. There in Fresno, Madeira, I believe hands are going up. You can put your hands down. Come on, let's pray this prayer together. Say, Father God. Oh, we can say it louder than this. Say, Father God, today I give you my life. I call upon your name. I believe that Jesus is the Son of God. I repent today. I change my mind so that you can change my life. Forgive me of all my sins. And with your help, I'm going to live for you. I'm going to serve you. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Come on, get the Lord. This podcast is presented to you by Pastor Randy Han and Celebration Church in Fresno, California. For more information, please visit celebrationchurch.cc.